Each episode of Education with an Edge is meant to create, cultivate, and inspire honest discussion about issues affecting youth. Hosted by author, artist, educator, advocate, and speaker, Jaquel Lane. Hello, this is Jaquel Lane and Education with an Edge, and we are here with Janine Lane, who is the Executive Director of McConaughey Discovery Center. Education with an Edge is is a podcast that's all about children and youth, because I believe that every child matters, and that is what we should all believe. We are focusing on issues that affect children, and we are here uh, with Janine Lane of McConaughey Discovery Center. So welcome, Janine. Thank you so very much for having me. So first and foremost, um, one of the reasons that I invited you to be on my podcast is just because you deal with children and families in our state, and your agency is all about helping uh, children and in our state and the welfare of our children. So could you tell me, uh, tell our audience a little bit about yourself and about McConaughey Discovery Center, please? Absolutely. I'd like to go back several years. I tend to call myself seasoned, and <laughs> that's a polite. I feel 20, but I'm not. So at in the beginning, I, I definitely was a certified teacher, music education, and I had gone straight through college to get a master's in administration education. I taught music, and as everyone knows, the fine arts plays a very valuable role in children and adults' lives. However, there's an interesting thing that happens with educating musicians. If they're struggling with school or struggling with things, if they have their instrument and they're a participant and they work hard, they can achieve high, high um, accolades. So not only do they get good grades, but they feel higher self-esteem, a lot of things. That led me to open my first alternative school over 20 years ago. And I'm, I'm cautious. There's so many words, um, whether it's at-risk youth or whatever we use. They ranged from everything from just low self-esteem to struggling a little bit with reading, from falling behind because of gaps in education, or a family that perhaps moved often. It ran the whole gamut. Whatever it was, I like to call it, something was disrupting their ability to succeed. I was asked to speak at administration days in the state of Nebraska, and that catapulted me to find out other schools that wanted me to open them. Then one day I discovered that I could help the youth, but I wasn't helping everything. I needed to help their entire family. Thus, I started many, many years ago McConaughey Discovery Center, which helps youth, children, and families. I love that, Janine. And I also love, uh, we're in the eastern part of the state, and I really want this podcast to focus more broadly, not just within the state, but within this country. And so one of the uh, interesting things is that McConaughey is named after Lake McConaughey, which is actually where you're from, and it's in western Nebraska. And a lot of people have differing views on services and things that take place in western Nebraska. But um, if you could just for a minute uh, talk about, you know, oftentimes in the state of Nebraska, we think Lincoln and Omaha are maybe the most uh, affected, uh, negatively affected. But what would you say is the biggest fact factor affecting children and families today in our state? Affecting children and families today in our state runs a gamut of, of several things. What you have to make sure of is that obviously the highest population is Lincoln and Omaha, but the 29 counties that I serve 
What I see is a very common denominator. I'm going to list them that one leads to the second to the third. Education, number one. I will always be education, education, education. I can't have enough. I don't feel anyone can have enough. That takes us into the second thing that lack thereof oftentimes leads to poverty. And poverty is a a secondary factor. Then that often leads to discrimination. And we talk of discrimination, and there are blinding things that we are see that we see. There are blatant, and then that we are blinded to some of them: lack of education, poverty, and then discrimination. They all lead to each other. Absolutely, and I think that um, we're often sometimes too those of us that are privileged or have never had to worry about some things are often blinded to that too. Um, and we're we're evidently seeing that played out in our world right now. And so thank you for bringing that up. And, and especially for our children, it breaks our hearts when those opportunities aren't afforded to everyone, which is why we truly need to work as a community uh, to support those that uh, maybe don't have the resources or, or don't have the opportunities that others do. Um, what would you say, in your opinion, is the biggest differentiation between child and family services in western Nebraska and those in the eastern part of the state? I believe beyond a shadow of doubt <clears throat> that it's the services that we lack. I'm going to get a give a very quick answer that will just give a, a blanket concept. A biopsychosocial has to be given by a psychiatrist. It is not uncommon for us to have Clear Out West and Scotts Bluff or Shadron, a waiting list for a youth, a child, or a parent to get just that evaluation. Just that evaluation, the waiting list can be six and eight weeks out. And that in and of itself, plus the, the therapy sessions, plus everything, we lack every kind of service from therapy to support services to formal and informal supports. The eastern part of the state would have much, much more availability of all of those services. Which is very difficult because oftentimes people don't realize in smaller communities the same issues exist. Alcoholism, substance abuse. Um, we know that, uh, and this is jumping topics, but Statistics show us that since COVID-19 has happened, um, domestic abuse and violence have gone up. And so those are still things that affect the rural community. So thank you for sharing that and for making um, people aware that there is a difference between between um, Eastern and Western Nebraska in terms of those services. Um, speaking of COVID-19, the big catch word, uh, how has COVID-19 affected children and families Um, in western Nebraska, would you say? The first thing I think we can definitely see is there, we refer to them as gaps in bonding. A youth, for example, a a baby has, needs to bond with his parents immediately. That is different than a youth bonding or a toddler, the age three, that type of thing. They have to see their parents if the child has been removed from birth to, to six months a year in order to bond appropriately and healthy bonding, they have to see their parents once a day, no matter what, every 24 hours. Toddlers, it, there's, a, there's a tiered system 
where the research is in that they have to see him three to five times. It keeps progressing. But that is a very important gap because that brings us to the fact that my agency represents in-home services, keeping the children in their homes. When they are removed, COVID-19, we could no longer keep the bond. We did everything we could. There was lots of virtual um, visitation, virtual family support, but that is not face-to-face. Absolutely. And and with my background, I mean, that's affected children and families throughout the state of Nebraska. Me being a teacher, not having that connectivity with my students, um, I know that it's affected uh, different different foster foster care agencies and placements as well. And so we're all navigating this new norm due to the fact that there are no um, basically uh, in-place responders, uh, you know, first responders or, or individuals who would report child abuse or neglect, those institutions were closed for a time period. So it's going to take people a while to get their footing um, and, and get back from that. Um, when it comes to child abuse and neglect, uh, Janine, what is one thing uh, that you hope to teach others that they might not know? With abuse and neglect, there can be so such different delineations that you have to be very cautious to not confuse abuse and neglect with poverty. And what we have to do, I've seen many, many things over my seasoned tenure of, of where parents, we really had to be in there and be analytical and really evaluating is this a result of poverty? Is it a result of just not knowing better? Is it a result? What is it a result of? Is it in fact abuse or neglect? Or is it poverty or not knowing? And so that evaluation, in my opinion, is the biggest factor of just it's imperative for our families and for helping them reach their goals and find success as a family. I love that you say that. And one thing that I really respect about your agency, too, is that you really work to equip and empower parents um, to to understand what a successful family unit looks like, because, you know, there's some people that that didn't don't know what that looks like that are now parents themselves that maybe didn't have the greatest role models. And so um, I'm so very grateful that you brought that up. So uh, obviously, it's a sensitive topic. But what does your agency do, McConaughey Discovery Center, to equip and empower parents and families who are struggling? This, this is crucial that we go in there and we do, it's a diagnostic, it's an analytical concept of seeing where is that occurring. I, I thank you that you said the role model because it's oftentimes generational. They just didn't know. That's where the education part comes in, the expanding their horizons, doing all of that. So in order to empower them, the first thing we want to do is make sure they have the knowledge, that they even understand this is appropriate behaviors. This is, I will not call it what's good parenting and bad parenting, but what is nurturing, what is taking care of, what is compassion, What is it? So oftentimes we go in and in order to empower them and give them the tools they need to have a successful family, we oftentimes go in and role model, we educate them, we help them execute it. And that's what we're literally in there doing. It can be from the very smallest trivial thing to the very largest of substance abuse. 
Absolutely. And um, I love that modeling piece. And obviously, with you being a former educator, I think that that goes hand in hand with how with with your career path and and how that played out. Um, How do you think that substance abuse affects children and families? I, I if I had all the time in the world, I would give statistics because they are frightening in and of themselves. But you can read all of that, whether it's national statistics, the state of Nebraska, the state where everybody falls, where everybody lies. There's everything from substance abuse to an addict. They're very different, but the results are oftentimes the same. Not only that, but we also have a very interesting dynamic there because we have illegal drugs, street drugs, however you want to term it, and then we have the prescription drugs. It's very, very easy for my clients to be getting any kind of painkiller. Antidepressants are common. They are depressed. They run such a broad gamut of things that we're dealing with that they are abusing and that they are addicted to, be it a street drug or be it something else. I want to talk really quickly about rural Nebraska Um, Some of the drugs are so easy, we think we're below the radar. It's not uncommon for drug situations to happen in the center of a pivot. It's very easy to Google Earth, and they can find their spots. It's below the radar, lack of law enforcement. We can't trace it. Also, anhydrous is one of the main ingredients to make meth. And honest to goodness, in rural America and in rural Nebraska, it is not difficult to find it. Everything else you can buy over the counter, and hydrus you can't. And it's very, very accessible in rural Nebraska and in rural America. This is this is not meant to be a loaded question, but it's going to evoke a lot of response. But that's what this podcast is about. Do you feel that there is a war in on drugs in Nebraska, and how severe is it? I do. <clears throat> I do think that. I think I think we're trying. I think our. Um, I think everyone, from educators to our politicians to everyone, is making every attempt to help it. Do I think there's a war? I do. I think the numbers are staggering. When you look at the statistics, which I have to do all the time, I'm I'm amazed at the poverty levels in rural Nebraska and in Nebraska and in rural states in our nation. I'm also, it's also very, very staggering when you look at the numbers that of people that are killed, the deaths in automobile accidents, in some kind of related incident with a gun, and then with drugs. It is beyond alarming. So we have to work on it, and that opens up a whole thing of self-esteem, ability to cope, the depression, everything that goes hand in hand with what's occurring. How does McConaughey Discovery Center help support those who are struggling with addiction? By virtue of the the contract, part of our services is the drug testing part. We work closely with the Department of Health and Human Services, the judicial system, et cetera. And what we do is we are helping them receive the supports, receive the things that will have the best outcomes for them for to overcome their addiction or their abuse. So we're going to get a little bit personal here. So what what is one personal story of a child or family that fuels you through the hard times? Because your job is 
is not easy. And and working for your agency, I mean, there are times when you and your staff have to go and physically remove a child from a home and things of that nature. So is there one personal story of a child or family that that is just so successful and so embedded in your mind that helps you get through those difficult days? There is. <clears throat> I have so many success stories that when I refer to myself as seasoned, I will never tire of this. There are so many success stories. So I will say for all eternity that I continue to know that they can be helped and they can overcome what has occurred to them, be it generational or from their substance abuse. I've seen great success. I do have one story, though, that I always visit about. Unfortunately, every client that I have, every case that I have, I, I cannot be facilitating and executing everything personally myself. But it's not uncommon for me to go in and become involved if we just can't crack the code. What is going on? And we do not want to make a mistake. And in assessing things and seeing things, and I would hear over and over and over, and remember, it's abuse or neglect. So it appeared to be neglect. It appeared to be neglect. And I just kept thinking it through. Well, here again, the younger you are, the more you won't have had anyone talk about this, like I would have had a grandparent or a great-grandparent. We did have a mother who could not keep up with the electric bill and would oftentimes have to have to just not have any hot water. She'd heat the hot water and they would bathe together the children. That's oftentimes what they did years ago. That's not abuse or neglect. It's poverty. And it wasn't hurting them. So that was a, a success story. She was a good mom. Absolutely. And I'm sure that you have so many of those that, and it also teaches us as a society and as, and as a world not to judge that, you know, that, that there is a difference between between poverty and neglect, and that some some people are just doing the best that they can. Um, and so thank you for, for educating us all on that. If you had uh, one wish for the future of child welfare and education, what would it be? I would want everyone to have an individual assessment. Treat every person as an individual, first as a human being, not just special people or a group, but everyone is a human being first, then as a student, and then as a case, and then as a client. First, treat them as an individual. Assess them on an individual basis, not in a group. Well, that is what Education with an Edge is all about. Educating community members, stakeholders, families, teachers, students, counselors on all things education. Thank you so very much, Janine Lane of McConaughey Discovery Center for being here with me today. If you'd like to know more about McConaughey Discovery Center, you can go to McConaugheyDiscoveryCenter.com. And once again, that's Jaquel Lane with Education with an Edge reminding you that every child matters because children are the future. Thank you for having me. If you have a question or just want to learn more, go to JaquelLane.com. Thanks for listening to Education with an Edge. A Parkville Media Production.